0: This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City.
1: Are you winning or losing in the game of life? Do you even know where to find the rules of the game? There are things you do that make life work and things that cause it to come apart. I'm Ronald Dart. Tune in for Born to Win, Sunday morning at 7, Saturday morning at 6.30, right here on FM 89.9 WCNO. And visit us online at borntowin.net.
2: The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support.
3: Our products can be seen at accessabledesigns.com as well as my personal life story. I look forward to hearing from you. For more information, you can contact us at 877-853-7816. That number again is 877-853-7816. Good morning.
1: I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John eight thirty two says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. This week, Pastor Jason will be speaking on the love of the Father. So grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you.
0: You know, it never ceases to amaze me the amount of people that lose their song when they start losing their position. Listen, if you really got a song, you don't need to be on a platform. If you really got a song, everybody on Walmart will know it. If you really got a song, when you're standing at the counter at McDonald's, the lady that's taking your order will know that you got a song because you won't be able to keep it shut up on the inside of you. If you really got a song, I could put you down in the middle of the mall. And Simon security will have to escort you out. It's amazing to me that they'll watch you walk around the food court dropping F-bombs and cussing and making a fool at yourself. But the minute you start talking about God or Jesus to somebody, ten of them will show up and say, You can't do that in here. you got to get out of here. You will go to jail. You don't believe me? Go down there and start talking about Jesus. This ain't your grandma's America no more. David learned to praise through his troubles. He learned to worship his troubles away. Amen? Psalms 27.1, he said this. Check this out. I love this verse. He said, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid when the wicked come against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes? They stumbled and fell." Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. The war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. For in the time of trouble He shall hide me in His pavilion in the secret place of His tabernacle. He shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock and now my head shall be lifted above my enemies all around me isn't that awesome that's the tabernacle of David he says this therefore somebody say therefore therefore this is what I'm going to do I'm not going to go around crying in my beer I'm not going to run around and cheat on my wife I'm not going to gossip and I'm not going to complain I'm not going to go around and talk about people I'm not going to quit going to church but here's what I'm going to do I will offer sacrifices of joy in His tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing the praises of the Lord. Oh, I wish somebody would shout this morning. I'm talking about the heart of a worshiper. I'm talking about what your Father God is seeking. He is seeking worshipers this morning. David wrote this Psalm 34. He wrote this Psalm when he was trying to stay alive. So he pretended to be insane and he pretended like he lost his mind and he got food all stuck in his beard and he let drool run out of his mouth and and, and looked like he was crazy because he wanted to survive around this ungodly king that really wanted to see him dead. And he said, this is how I made it through the days when I pretended to be insane. How many of you can pretend to be something long enough it will take over your life? He said, this is how I made it through. He said, I will bless, verse 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. I sought the Lord and He heard me and delivered me from all of my fears. Some of y'all in here, you've been dealing with fear your whole life and you don't know how to get delivered from it. It comes from the heart of a worshiper. I mean, when you got somebody standing up in front of you and they're ready to kill you and take you out and you look at them and say, I'm going to kill me if you want to. I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. They're going to think you're insane. They will. Woo! And it's okay if they think you're insane. Because heaven will see that you've got a hold of something that will sustain your life, that is powerful in your life. Come on, praise the Lord this morning. If that's insane, welcome to the insane church. We'll change the name from truth to insane. Oh my God. Where do you go to church? I go to insane church. We're insane for Jesus. Jesus. David had the most prosperous kingdom in all of the Old Testament. He was the only king that the Bible says that he didn't have any enemies on his borders. You know why? Because he defeated every one of them. Nobody could stand up against David. You want God's blessing on your house, on your business, and your finances? Learn to be a worshiper. Learn to be a worshiper. You want your enemies to scatter? You want to get them out of your way? You want peace in your house? You want to shut the front door? Learn to be a worshiper. My God. Because how many know when you lift up the name of God and you let God arise, guess what? His enemies begin to scatter. His enemies can't stand in the presence of a holy God. His enemies can't stand to be around anybody that is exalting God's creation and God. His enemies cannot stand to be around a worshiper. His enemies will not tolerate being around somebody that's about to praise God. You want to get the devil out of your life? Start praising God this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. So let God arise, and then that hate him will flee before him like smoke that is driven away by the wind. What a picture to paint in your mind. You see the devil leaving like a smoke being blown away by a hurricane. My God. That's some power in that, ain't it?
1: And now we're going to take a break from the message. We will be rejoining Pastor Jason in just a moment. But first, I want to take this opportunity to tell you about Truth Church. Truth Church is located in the heart of St. Lucie County at 3891 Edwards Road in Fort Pierce. Our Sunday worship service starts at 10 a.m. Truth Church is a non-denominational Pentecostal church that has been serving our community for the last two years. There's a ministry for the whole family at Truth Church, whether it's our monthly senior meetings, children's church, or youth group. There's something for everyone. We've been experiencing a powerful move of God in our services, and we would love for you to come and visit with us. If you're new to the area or you're looking for a home church, we invite you to come and join us. First, you will be our guest, and then you will be our family. Truth Church, a place for the whole family.
0: I mean, after David had been chosen to be king after he killed Goliath and he went to be on went on to be Saul's armor bearer. He had been a worshiper for Saul because Saul had gotten so demented in his mind and so full of hatred and jealousy. He had really actually gone insane that David would actually play the harp and worship God in front of Saul. And the Bible says that the evil spirit would leave Saul. He would come back to a place of sanity. Amen. Later on, David becomes king. And now all of a sudden he's the king over this whole nation. This is before the nation split by a civil war. It was just known as the nation of Israel. Here's David, he's king. And the first thing that he wants to do is he wants to go get the Ark of the Covenant and bring it back to Jerusalem. How many you know what the Ark of the Covenant is? Anybody see the movie The Raiders of the Lost Ark? That box in that movie that It was on the end, on that table. They told them not to open, and they opened, and everybody's face melted like wax because they were actually made out of wax in the movie. That box is supposed to be what the Ark of the Covenant is. Ark of the Covenant was about six foot long. It was about three foot wide, and it was overlaid with gold, and on the inside of it were three things. Somebody say three things. Inside of the Ark of the Covenant was a bowl with manna in it. It was the manna that fell from heaven for 40 years to sustain the life of the children of Israel when they lived in the wilderness. That was in there. It represented provision in the midst of the wilderness. Also in the ark of the covenant was the rod of Aaron. Say the rod of Aaron. Aaron was the first high priest of the children of Israel. He was Moses' brother. And the way he was chosen is is they took a branch off and they, they, they cut the branch down and and, and, and they laid it in the tabernacle. And the next morning, the branch, the dead branch had budded. And it was a sign from God that Aaron's rod, which was dead, that had budded, that Aaron was going to be the high priest of all of Israel. That rod was in the box. And the third thing that was in the box was the Ten Commandments. We know what the Ten Commandments are, don't we? Those were the commandments that God gave to Moses, and he pinned them with his finger from heaven. Amen? So in the box was the law the provision, and the appointment that was all there in the box. Now, how many know this box had a lid on it? It was covered. And on the top of the lid, made of pure gold, was a piece of gold that had been beaten flat. It kind of looked like a serving tray that you'd see a waiter carrying. Kind of rectanglish, oval-ish shaped that was set there in the middle on top of the lid. And that flat tray was called the mercy seat. Somebody say mercy seat. Mm. Aren't you glad today that God's mercy covers you? My God, I'm so glad for mercy over the law. If we were all held accountable to the law, none of us could be here this morning. Isn't that something? I'm glad that God doesn't see me through the law this morning. Amen? He sees me through mercy. I'm glad today that He doesn't just provide for me according to the law. Praise the Lord. Come on, somebody. I mean, if God had been providing for you based on how you act, some of us wouldn't even be here. If it was left up to you... None of us would be here. Hmm. I mean, His mercies are new every morning. Great is His faithfulness. He provides according to mercy. If I had waited on God to choose me after I was perfect, then I never would have been chosen. I mean, God takes you like you are, cleans you up, and then causes you to become like Him. Somebody said, well, I can't go to church until I get some things right in my life. No, 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 that's when you need to go to church. I know that. You know why I know that? Because I know Jason better than anybody here. Amen? Somebody said, well, I know something about you, Jason. Well, you might. That's okay. But you don't know more about me than I know about me. That's why I need Jesus in my life. Touch somebody and say, I need Jesus in my life. I mean, no, Jason without Jesus is a mess. You don't want to follow Jason without Jesus. Jason can't fulfill your life. Jason can't make your dreams come true. Jason can't call your purposes to come to life. God's saying, "Yeah." Only Jesus. Somebody say only Jesus. It took Jason the better part of a decade to figure that out. That's how smart I was. Now this ark, 20 years earlier. Somebody say 20 years earlier. This ark, 20 years earlier, had been taken by this group of people called the Philistines. Somebody say Philistines. Now the Philistines were the enemies of the children of Israel. How I many know Goliath was a Philistine? So David had been dealing with Philistines for a long time. And 20 years ago, they had stolen the Ark of the Covenant. And, uh, and they had put it into this place. They put it into their temple. Now, how many know that the Ark of the Covenant represents the presence of God? God said between the two cherubims, the two angels on the top of the lid where the mercy seat was, there was a little glory cloud that represented the presence of God. God's presence was there on the ark, and he said, I'll dwell between the cherubim. Somebody say, i dwell between the cherubim. Right where that mercy seat was is where the presence of God was that nobody was allowed to look on that was in the tabernacle of Moses, and it was also kept in the tabernacle of Moses until the Philistines came and they stole this thing. Philistines come along, they steal this box, they put it in their temple, and their temple God, his name is, Dagon. Dagon. Somebody say Dagon. If you say it in Florida, it's Dagon. If you say it anywhere else, it's Dagon. You can call it whatever you like. So anyway, they take this Ark of this Covenant, they put it in the Temple of Dagon, and they thought, well, now we're going to defeat the children of Israel because the children of Israel, they don't have their presence anymore. They don't have their Ark anymore, so if they ain't got no presence, they ain't got no power, now we're going to defeat them. Amen? And they put this Ark of the Covenant in there and they put it right in front of this statue of Dagon. And Dagon is there and they leave and they walk out the door and they shut the door. And they think, well, we're going to make the presence of God subject to our God. That's what we're going to do. And they left and they went home. So here was this God called Dagon in there and the Philistines went home and when they came back later, they opened up the door and their stone idol called Dagon had fallen down and could not get up. Hmm? Hmm? Didn't have a little life alert on there or nothing. Had fallen down and could not get up. And the priest of Dagon came in and said, Dagon, what is going on in here? So not being too smart, they sort of, sometimes like church folks, believe that they can mix God with other idols in their life that they're worshiping. and, And they just prop this idol back up right in front of the Ark of the Covenant. And they go home again. But how many of you understand something this morning? The presence of God will never bow to the things in our life. I just dropped an A-bomb on some of you. You didn't even catch it. I said the presence of God will never bow to some of the things that you want to hold on to in your life. Hmm, my God. He'll never bow to all the stuff that we worship. He alone is God, and He alone wants to be worshiped. God will not share you with anything or anyone. You say, well, I worship my wife. Well, you better stop. She's a gift from God. You need to worship God and thank God for your wife. So the Philistine priests come back the next day, and they say, well, let's go check on this thing. And they walk in there, and they open up the door. And not only was Dagon falling down in front of the Ark of the Covenant again, but his head was cut off, and his hands were cut off. Lost his head. Well, that's a powerful God, them Philistines, God, don't you think? And one Philistine priest that had enough sense to realize what was going on, going, hey, we better get rid of this thing. Because if we don't get rid of this thing, it ain't going to be Dagon, the only one missing the head. So they take this Ark of the Covenant and they put it on a, they put it on a cart with two milk cows and they cut them loose and hit the milk cow with a whip and cut them loose. And the milk cow, by the Holy Ghost, goes all the way back to Jerusalem. Well, I tell you, that's a sad day when some cows got more discernment than some folks, don't it? You know what that tells me? Even a dumb cow can discern the Holy Ghost. So watch this. They see the Ark of the Covenant coming, and they took it, and they said, Oh, thank God, the Ark of the Covenant is back. But they didn't do anything with it. They just took the milk cart and they took the Ark of the Covenant and they took it to a guy's house named Abinadab and they put it in his house. And the Bible says that while the Ark of the Covenant stayed at Abinadab's house for nearly 20 years, Abinadab was blessed. He was overflowing and blessed. Amen? Now listen to me. This Ark of the Covenant stayed at Abinadab's house the whole time that Saul was king. Think about that. You know what that means? That means that King Saul never, ever pursued the presence of God. He left it there where he thought it was safe. He never returned it back to Moses' tabernacle. He left it right there at Abinadab's house. He never wanted to bring it back into the city of Jerusalem. He left it right there. He never pursued the presence of God. He never went after God. He was content to have his position. He was the king. He was content to have his prestige. He was royalty. He was content to have popularity. Everybody there honored Saul. But he was also content to be without the presence of God. Listen, folks. We can find ourselves living in a place where we're just content to be without the presence of God. We can call ourselves believers and call ourselves Christians and go to church on Sunday and show up on Wednesday and just be content and never live our life with the presence of God. You know, it's easy to do church like that. It's easy to have a church that has prestige and position in the city and have popularity and never be a church that doesn't want the presence of God. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, can I just say this to you this morning? That this house, Truth Church, is made up of people that are committed not to just being popular, not to just having prestige, not to just being an influence in the city and being an influencer, not just trying to make a name for ourselves, but this church, this house is committed to the presence of God. We are seekers of God. We are worshipers of God. We are people that go after God. That's this church, amen? I'm not talking about just the seed of Abraham. I'm talking about the seed of David. Listen, stuff will come and go in your life. People will come and go in this church. People with talents and, and people with gifts will come and go. But I want to be clear with you this morning. We cannot live in this house without the presence of God. His presence must be in this house. Watch this, in in the book of Exodus chapter 33, Moses gets to a point where God is just frustrated with the people because of their disobedience, and and God says to Moses, he said, just go ahead to the promised land, I'll send some angels with you, but I'm not going to go with you. I'm not going. I'll send an angel. You'll get there, you'll be fine, you'll still get your promise. The children of Israel still have it. And the Bible says that Moses stood up and he looked at God, and he said, listen to me, God, if you don't go, we ain't going. Send all the angels you want to. If you don't go, we ain't going. In other words, I am not content to get my business successful and not have God here. I'm not just after a happy marriage without God. I'm not just after some success financially without God. I'm not just trying to raise some good kids without God. God, if you don't go, I'm not going. And here's what he said. He said, Father, how will the rest of the world distinguish us from all the other people of the earth if you don't go?
2: Again, that number is 772-342-0047. The Revealing
0: Truth radio broadcast thanks Access Able Designs and owner Alan Garrett for their underwriting support of this week's program.
3: Hello, my name is Alan Garrett, and I'm the owner of Access Able Designs. That number again is 877-853-7816. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries thanks Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. Yeah.